lock and load. This is GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. The leader in the fight to reclaim and expand our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Here's your host, Executive Director of GeorgiaCarry.org, Jerry Henry. Welcome to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour this beautiful Saturday morning on down in downtown Atlanta. Of course, this morning is not quite as beautiful as it has been. We've uh, finally had... Uh, it appears that we have fall here, or autumn, as some people refer to it. And the weather's been really nice the last few days. It's 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 brisk when you walk outside. You don't sweat a whole lot in the afternoons. And uh, but I understand today we're going to have a little bit of rain, maybe some thunderstorms. But you know things can be perfect in in Georgia all the time, although we strive for that. Uh, today I have a special guest, uh, a young lady that has been a member of Georgia Carry for quite some time. I, I didn't look up her. Uh, the date that she joined, but I know it's been around a while because we've run into each other at conventions and mm-hmm. meetings and and uh, different uh, different venues and had an awful lot of discussions. And she's a very interesting lady. And so, without further ado, I want to introduce you to Cindy Lipsky. Lipsy, I keep putting a K in there. Cindy it's okay. Lipsy. Uh, she is the uh, coordinator for the North Atlanta. The North Fulton North Forsyth Fulton. chapter. Okay, North Fulton Forsyth chapter. You uh, tell us a little bit about that chapter. I know that you uh, got uh, kind of tired of driving over to Full or to Cobb County, and you you begged and pleaded with uh, Don Towers and Buddy Simpson to help you start another chapter or to move up there more often. And so I think well, you were you were kind of coerced into taking over part of this meeting. Is that correct? Yeah, that's kind of how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> the we we kind of felt like we were in no man's land. Mm-hmm. That four hundred corridor, we were in the middle between North Atlanta chapter and the Northeast Atlanta right. chapter over in Gwinnett. Right. Yeah. And so it was difficult for a lot of our people to make it over to Cobb County on a weekday night right. for a meeting, and. Weekends tend to be kind of crazy, so folks weren't making it over to the Gwinnett chapter. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we had some discussions between Don and Buddy and myself and Chris Barton, Mm -hmm. and we said, well, we'll we'll give it a go and see what happens. Well, uh, so far, I understand it's going pretty good. Yeah. I know I was invited to speak at the first one, and and I forgot what came up, but I couldn't be there, and I I still apologize for that because I'd well, like to we'll be there you after the first of the year for sure. And uh, and it, it, I just I always like to go to the new chapters in particular. I like to visit all of them, but I I get to where I just don't really have time to do everything that that oh yeah that life requires of me. And uh, but it's it's always heartwarming to see a lot of people getting together and discussing our issues and the fact that uh, you know what they would like to see what we have been able to accomplish and what else we like to accomplish and and uh, and just talk and and right. shoot the breeze about what's going on with uh, in the gun world and 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 we talk about all kinds of things you know mm-hmm. fashion uh news reports bills when they're uh when the session's in it just and you don't have to be a member to come if exactly you, you, anybody can come Everybody's you can bring welcome. anybody with you it's not a big deal we really don't have any secrets that we uh uh, at least that we tell the chapter leaders. 
And it's it's great fellowship. It is. It's it's good for the members to get together outside of convention time. Right. And hang out, talk amongst themselves, develop friendships, develop relationships, do things together. Right. And and I think it just helps the organization as a whole. And you can also talk about things in your local areas. Yes. There may be things going on. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that, that uh, we have been pointing out more lately is we need to get involved in local politics because right. that's where our state representatives, our state senators. Yes governors, et cetera, come from. Mm-hmm. It's from some city council, from some right. county commissioner. Uh, and nearly all those guys, you can look back, and that's where they came from. And we need to find out now how they're going to uh, represent us as a Second Amendment advocate. And if they're not going to, then we need to, to let that be known so that we can try to stop them from being in there. Right. There's, there's a lot of members that pay attention to local politics and just this last election season, there was one state senator, I won't name him, up from around our area that voted for campus carry. Mm-hmm. But then at a town hall meeting about a month later, said some of the most horrible things about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not unusual. And it, it really surprised me. I don't know why I think people are going to be honest, but I was I was really stunned. That because by then the election was over and right. it didn't matter. Yeah, that's correct. Didn't matter then. That and uh, you've got uh, you've got um, two more years that you can forget about that. You know, our memories don't last very long. In a Some lot of people's instances. memories are really good. Some of them are, and those are the ones that we have to keep reminding people of what was said yes. two years yes. ago and what was said a year ago, mm-hmm. and in some instances what was said last week. So right. tell me a little bit about Cindy. You. Uh, where were you born, raised? Are you from around here? I am from around here, a native Atlanta, born in born oh. in Georgia Baptist Hospital. Oh, okay, right down the road from yeah. Us. Oh. Uh, raised in the Doraville Shambly area. Uh, went to Henderson High School for a while. Then Daddy moved us up out of Atlanta to a farm, which with three teenage city girls didn't go over terribly well. <laughs> um, I went to college, got my nursing degree. Didn't stay up there more than a year and came back to Atlanta in 82, and I've been, been here ha- ever since. Been hanging around ever since. I have. Good. Um, it's amazing the number of people that are in Atlanta uh, or in this area in Georgia that it, that uh, have no ties here other than the fact that they moved here, right. such as myself, 39 years ago. So I've, we'll count I've, you. I've, had to, I've had a chance to tie some knots, but I'm still not originally from here. But it. It's a, it's a great place, and, and when I got the opportunity to be transferred here with the company I was working for in Texas, I jumped on it. And, yeah. um, and uh, my wife and I discussed it, and we said, well, that'll be home, you know, unless some great opportunity comes along. And then after we were here a little while, we, we didn't want to go anywhere else, and we've just been around this area, you know, Peachtree City, Fairburn area for the mm-hmm. last, uh, well, 39 years this uh, past month, as a matter of fact. I've I've seen this city grow like you would not believe. Well, I I can can believe some of that because 39 years ago this wasn't uh, as developed as it is now. I remember when they built Spaghetti Junction. I do too. Now Isn't that, that you wild? mentioned, it. yes, it's right. It's and crazy. It, and I, I remember uh, Herb uh, Captain Herb yep. Emery uh, talking about how how hard it was going to be to get around, how how screwed up it was, laid out, and all kinds of stuff. So I, well, it's really about the only thing they could do. Well, that's true. But I, uh, 
when I first moved here, I was uh, I was selling telephone equipment. I was calling on uh, some customers here in Atlanta, and one of the guys, um, one of the guys was from Texas, and I had known him before I moved here, and and uh, so we were we were talking one day. I'd been here about a month or two, maybe something like that, and he said, "Well, what do you think of Atlanta?" And I said, "I think it's going to be a great place when they get it built." <laughs> Because at that time, exactly. now this, this was 1978, so at that time, wow. everywhere you went, they were working on 285, they were working on 85, they were expanding, they and were building. And guess what? They still are. And they're are. still doing the same cotton-picking <laughs> thing. As a matter of fact, I have uh, one of the things that, that I finally uh, acquiesced to was a GPS so that I could get off the interstates and take some of the back roads. Exactly. And, and exactly. get here a little bit easier most of the time. But it, yep. it's a, it is a good place to be uh, from. It is. Uh, if you really like city living, it is a great city. I don't. I prefer to be out in the country where you uh, didn't want to be when you were a younger lady, and, and maybe don't now. But I, I, I like the wide open spaces. I like to be able to go out and make noise, shoot on my property, oh, do a little fishing, things of heaven. that nature, and uh, and not really worry about it too much. But I do. Uh, I do enjoy Atlanta. I've liked uh, Atlanta since I moved here. Well, actually, since before I moved here, we made a few. I made a few business trips down here, and uh, and I enjoyed it. So uh, that was one of the impetus towards me uh, being receptive to taking a transfer uh, down here. So, uh, but it was. It's a. It's a good place to be. So it you is. you were raised here, left here a little while, and came back here, and you're now. Uh, you said you got your nursing degree. You're a nurse? Yes. What kind of nurse? Right now, for the last 15, 20 years, I guess, I'm real old, um, I've practiced as a legal nurse consultant. Mm, Basically, I work with attorneys on their medical cases. Oh, okay. So you're not not a practicing nurse per se? No, no patient contact. Oh, okay, okay. I I didn't know. I knew that you were were a nurse, and I didn't realize that that... uh, that you were in that part of it, that sounds more interesting to me than, than having to put up with the patients complaining they need another pill or another yeah. shot because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hurting, I'm in pain Now, now all I have to do is, <laughs> is put up with my attorneys complaining and, and fussing and, and acting like they know something about medicine. Uh, yeah, that's true. Of course, <laughs> you, can, you can't give them a shot and say, shut up and go Oh, please. <laughs> I wanted to yesterday. <laughs> oh, God, I did. Take a... <laughs> You could take take two aspirin, call me in the morning. We'll oh, be okay. I wish. <laughs> Aggravation charge on the bill. Well, it, but that that's still got to be interesting uh, work it because is. there's there's uh, you got to have quite a bit of knowledge, and you got to be able to. I'm assuming you got to be able to uh, delve into some of the issues that, that pretty much any medical issue you can think of, and I have to know at least something about it. Yep. And if you don't know it, you better find it out. You better. Otherwise, you'd be walking down the street like I am, looking for a job. Uh, we're coming up to our first break. I uh, want to remind you, go to georgiacarry.org, our website. You can join. You can see everything that we've done, all our paperwork, et cetera, is there. Uh, you can uh, contact us from the website. You can follow us at George Carey on Twitter. I'm at gotyourback 64 You can download the commercial-free podcast of this show at newstalk1160.com, and we'll be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. 
Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. I'm here again with Cindy Lissy. Got it right that time, I believe. Got it. And uh, we were discussing uh, we were discussing what she's done in the medical field and some of the things, and and it reminded me that I had not said anything about our good friend Alan Powell in the last uh, last week. I didn't say anything, uh, although I did uh, have a report on him. He, I talked to him this week, as many of you know, back in uh, April, I believe it was, right after this the uh, general assembly session was over, he went in and had. Uh, Knee, sir, knee replacement, and uh, when he got through with that, he, he had a pretty rough time, swore he'd never do it again, but mm. his other leg started hurting, so two weeks ago, uh, to, uh, Monday, he went in and had the other knee replaced. I talked to him uh, a couple of days ago, and he is uh, he sounds great. He's uh, having less problems than he did the first time, probably part of it because he knows what to expect. Yes, he has a great lady that's that's with him that's that is nursing him. She, whatever the doctor says, do she makes sure he does it one way or the other. If she has to knock yeah. him out to do it. She does it. So mm-hmm. that's helping him, and and uh, we're just uh, happy to hear that that Alan is uh, is doing so well. And as I say every once in a while, for those of you who hit your knees at night, remember Alan when you uh, when you do that. Uh, getting back to the program here, we were talking about uh, some of the things that you were doing with medicine. Yeah. Now, uh, you, you are doing, you're in the legal field with medicine, working with attorneys that mm-hmm. are either being sued. I'm assuming they're being sued. Well, or, it's, or it's they, well, doctors, they could be, they could be they're both. representing or suing doctors and hospitals. <clears throat> right. They could be, lawsuits. they could be on either side of that lawsuit. Exactly. I, just, I work both sides. I have to, I don't know why I said otherwise. Uh, but they, uh, so you help them try to understand what's going on so that they can, can bring a, a either a proper defense or proper uh, lawsuit, depending on what side they're on. Right. A lot of what I do is I screen the cases for them and tell them whether or not they have a case because they may think, based on what they've been told on their end, that that, that they've got a really great case. Mm -hmm. And then I look at it. I'm looking at the facts. And... I tell them, yeah, this makes sense. You, you know, you should go for this. Or, no, this is not what you think it is. Here are the issues. Here's the medicine, and this is not gonna, this is not gonna not end gonna well fly. for you. So yeah. just leave it alone. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it's sometimes it's better for uh, for an attorney to just walk away than it yes. is to yes to uh, go ahead and fight because uh, you know a couple of bad losses, uh, especially if they were ill gotten to begin with is not going to help an attorney very much right because so. these are expensive cases to litigate right so they want to make sure that that it's it's worth their time money and effort to get involved in it and then you don't want the courts filled up with frivolous suits no no well we don't at any rate some people do but so you're right we don't want that to happen i, I tell my attorneys the truth they like it or they don't but they're going to get the truth and the and the facts to back it up from right. me Right. Well, and that, like I said, though, you don't want the attorney to, to lose a couple of uh, big cases because if I'm looking for an attorney, I'm I'm looking for one that's winning, not one that's losing. Right. Because that that's going to hurt them more than it will anything else. So um, let's see. In your personal life, you're um, you're involved with a women's shooting group. Yes. Club. Is it a club or what do you call it? Club group. Okay. Give I, us the I name of it. Give us the name of it. Uh, it's Lady Sharpshooters. Lady Sharpshooters. And where do you meet? 
The, we are out of the Sharpshooters USA range on Highway in, 9 in Roswell. In Roswell. Mm-hmm. And we're a range-based and range-sponsored group. Mm-hmm. We meet once a month, the third Wednesday of every month, from 630 to 830. Uh, the first hour is generally an educational topic Mm -hmm. that I'll come up with. And then the last 45 minutes or so is shooting out on the range. Okay. Um, Now, um, I was going to ask you something else about it, but it kind of slipped my mind. I guess that's the the old part we were talking about earlier. You, um, okay, this is um, mostly for women. It is for women. Only. Only women. Okay, only women. Between the ages of? 18, and I think and my oldest member is 70 or 72. Yeah, I, I, I know the, the normally the limit on most of them that I've seen is, is 18 or so, 18, 19, right. some, some I prefer 20. they be of majority age. Right, and, uh, but yet uh, I have seen women that were in their uh, late 70s. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, I believe uh, down in Noonan, one of the uh, ranges down there had a lady that was in her 80s. Love it. And first time they'd ever shot. Love and it. they were just like kids oh, yeah. in a candy factory. I mean, they were having oh, yeah. a time of their life. And they could hardly wait for the next meeting so they could mm-hmm. come back and shoot again. Yes. It's amazing how empowering it is when people hear the sound of freedom. And when they realize that they can do it. Mm-hmm. So many women come into shooting thinking, oh, I can't do this. Right. I can't, ra- I can't rack that slide. Yep. I can't hold on to that gun. Yeah. I'm, I'm so afraid of the noise. And then when you start leading them through it, mm-hmm. teaching, like, them, um, teaching them the right way to rack a slide right. on a semi-auto handgun. Yeah. And when they realize that they really can do it, their eyes. Oh, yeah. It, and like I said, then when they realize they can hit that X ring with just some minimal teaching, women yeah. are easy to teach. Oh yeah, they're not like men because men already know everything anyway. Well, you can't teach do. us anything. Well, they think they do. Well, <laughs> they know enough that you can't teach them to shoot for the most part. <laughs> they are sometimes a little bit difficult. Women don't come in with any preconceived right. ideas or right. notions. They're easy to mold. They're easy to teach, and women I think are, are better shooters. They yeah. they listen to instruction better. Mm-hmm. They're more they they concentrate more on what they're doing, more attention to detail. Well, I think part of it too may be because they they were concerned when they came in when they first started. They were very concerned about what was going to happen with that gun when they pulled mm-hmm. the trigger. Mm-hmm. Is it going to fly up in the air? You know, am I going to be able to hold it? Am I going to be able to? Am I going to shoot myself in the foot? You know, those sort of things. Where guys, well, you know, we watched we watched western movies forever. We can take one hand and and shoot oh, that, yeah. the fly mm-hmm. off of a, a limb at fifty. Uh, yards exactly without a problem because we've seen it done in the movies and women are not that way no they're not and and some of the best shoot matter of fact you know we uh, georgia carry sponsors the uh, georgia high school all-state shooting team wow every year uh be uh we present the trophies at the uh at the uh, state championship match each year down in Fort Benning, at least has been for the last several years. And we, uh, well, the first year that I was down there, we had 11 people on. We normally have 10 people. It's the top 10 shooters. But uh, I think uh, year before last and the first year that we did it, which was about five years ago, there was a tie for 10th place. And they were tied out to three decimal places. So we said, to heck with it. We'll put 11 people on. There but my go. point on that team is 
the uh, there were I think on the first team there were there were either two or three guys, rest of them were girls. Yep. And nearly every one of them, if you go back and look at our pictures, nearly uh, they're all dominated by females. That's weird. And uh, and the first year that I uh, that we presented it, the state, uh, the uh, the captain of the team won the state tournament that year, and she set a state record for the highest score ever. Yes. In high school, and she was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, they these. These young girls and young ladies, and even the older ladies, they they listen and they take pride in what they're doing. And they, yes. it, and it's something, it's a sport that you and I can be equal on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, well, maybe if I can do as good as you can, I can oh, be equal with you. But no, as far I'm, as when we start off, we, we got basically the same strength. We got the same uh, attributes to right. compete with this score, uh, with this uh in this game, in this this particular sport, where you know, if we're running, well, you, anybody can outrun me. But most people you know, could outrun me. <laughs> and if you're weightlifting, you know, the big guys got the advantage. But right. with firearms, somehow know, things tend to equal they out. Equal out. Well, you know, there's that old saying that that uh, God created men and w- women, and Samuel Colt made Colt them equal. Equally, made them equal. So exactly. there you go. Uh, it it seems to happen every and time. And it's something that can be learned mm-hmm. fairly quickly and fairly easily. And when women realize that they can do this, mm-hmm. oh, just some of them you just can't hold them oh, back. Oh, I know it. I know it. It's it is amazing, and I, I love it. I have seen uh, that happen with young girls, and I've seen it happen with older ladies. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's uh, it's amazing what uh, it's amazing what happens with those those different groups. It's it is it, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't witnessed it. You need to go somewhere and watch some of these women shoot. And, and like I said, especially the older. One of the things we said for a long time, the way to convert an anti-gunner or a gun prohibitionist mm-hmm. is to get them to go shoot. Yep. If you can get them Come to go shoot. Come with me. I'll make you like it. It's, it's like, like, wow, it. what is this? Yeah. You know, and uh, they realize that, that we're not all thugs. We're not all out trying and to kill people. And it's not what they think it is. Nope, it's not. It, it is a... It is a it is a way of life. But it's, it's fun. A, it's a fun way of life, and it, it's something that you can take with you that will help you for the rest of your life. Well, coming up to another break, I want to remind you one more time, go to georgiacarry.org, our website. You can join. You can see every uh, legal document that we've ever filed. You can see the, the bills that we've supported, et cetera. Uh, you can uh, con- follow us at Georgia Carry. I'm at GotYourBack64 on Twitter, and you can download the commercial-free podcast of this program at Newstalk1160.com. We will be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio hour. Uh, once again with Cindy Lipsy, we uh, we've been talking about women shooting, and I, I want to tell a story that that uh, I had a, a customer horseshoe, uh, one of my horseshoeing customers. That uh, first time I saw her, I, I told her normally, which I do, I explain who I am and and let them know that I carry firearms because some people don't want you carrying firearms on their property. I understand that, but you don't find too many horse people that that 
with they know. Most of them sure. are, are kind of the other way around. But at any rate, she uh, informed me that she did not like firearms, that uh, her husband had committed suicide with a firearm right in front oh. of her. Oh. Mm. So I thought, well, that's the end of this. I oh, probably won't yeah. be back. And uh, But I, I did go back. And the next time we were there, she started talking about it. And and I explained to her that all we were – all I was for was I was fighting for rights. I said, you know, if you don't mm-hmm. want it, fine. I don't. That's up to you. Right. But I want you to have the right to say I don't want it. And she was an attorney, still is. And uh, so we talked and talked more and more. And she had an incident at her place. She lived way out in the country. And and matter of fact, I told her the first time I was out there, I wouldn't live out there by myself with a without a firearm because it was. Uh, you yeah. went down the road. There was a big clearing there, and her house was over and. and the only people there would just about was her and another house that she owned. So anybody could sneak up on her, do you right. know, whatever. And uh, so we kept talking about the rights and, and all. And then she called me one day. I'd been over there a couple of days before, and she called me, left a message. And when I saw them, the, that she had called me, I was kind of going, ah, crap. That means i got to go you know, drive 40 miles to put on a horseshoe. It means he lost it lost from last shoe. night. And so I finally, I sent it to voicemail and went back and read, uh, listened to it. And she said, uh, need to talk to you, not about the horses, need to talk to you about guns. And it come to find out she had had some people steal some stuff for her. She went and found the stuff, or from her, or went and found the stuff, hmm. and called the, the sheriff. And she said both the sheriff and the judge asked her if she owned a firearm. Hmm. She said no. And they said, well, maybe you need to you get need one. need to. And so the sheriff just happened to have a, a little thirty eight. He uh, was willing to sell her. Wow. And she said, well, let me call my expert, which I don't know why she called me that. But <laughs> she asked me about the farm. I told her I thought it was perfect farm for somebody who was just starting. Right. You know, you, you, you have to pull the trigger hard uh, twice to hurt anybody. Uh, you got to mean it. You got to mean it. And it's not going to misfire. So, you know. The only time it misfires is when it's empty. So uh, we discussed that, and she said, well, next time you come over, you need to teach me how to shoot. So we did. Uh, first time she shot it, I thought, she's not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but she did. And yep. uh, the last time I talked to her was a couple of years ago. Uh, she had had a problem with armadillos, and she had tried everything to get rid of these armadillos. She had, she had hired trappers and all kinds of stuff, and uh, – she had hired a, a kid, about 18 years old or so, to work in the barn to clean it up and things of that nature and help her with the horses. And so he said, he, you know, he had a twenty two. He said, I'll, I'll shoot him. So she started paying him $10 for every one that he, he shot and killed. In Georgia? And, yeah. And, okay. uh, and he uh, then uh, she was telling me, she said, oh, I said, you're not going to believe this. She said, uh, I watched him shoot those things and said I went and bought me a 1022 and she said I can hardly wait for it to get dust so I can start shooting oh my <laughs> so she sat there now sitting in her backyard shooting the armadillos oh my gosh <laughs> and, oh my uh, and there was somebody that didn't even want to talk about firearms so my point again as we said earlier yeah. the, the way to, to to bring somebody to your mm-hmm. side is take them shooting and uh, you were talking in, during the break about about some of the training that you've done and, and mm-hmm. how that's inspired other women to do more uh, in the way of training and get more training. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I, I have I have so gotten into shooting since I started because it's just fun. Mm-hmm. And 
I realized that I was halfway decent at it. And the more things I could do, the more fun I could have. So it, at whatever age it was, um, I all of a sudden got social. And now it's like, okay, I'll take this training course. I'll take this training mm-hmm. class. Oh, there's a training class over here. Let's do right, that. Right. And I tend to – and it just gets infectious. And so I've got a captive audience with my shooting group. Right. Ladies, okay, we've got an NRA personal protection inside the home course. Let's do this. Yeah, we're going to have to go to Middle Georgia. Mm-hmm. Don't care. We'll stay at a bed and breakfast. There's an NRA defensive pistol qualification in Dahlonega. Who wants to go with me? Mm-hmm. So – there, there's one of one of these ladies. She had really been struggling, and really having trouble getting her shots up on center target. And we'd worked on it, and we'd worked on it. And I was so afraid when we went to Delanaga for this qualification that she was going to miss it. And I, I didn't want her to to suffer that letdown. You know, mm-hmm. to me, sometimes sure. it gets personal because I feel like I drag these women oh, yeah. into it. Yeah. Well, I don't know what happened to her, but we got up there and, and we were talking about in the break. It was pouring rain. This was about three weeks, four weeks ago when that storm came through. Pouring rain. Couldn't hear range commands. It was so loud. Two inches of mud. We were soaked. We were filthy. And damned if she didn't do it. She nailed all three levels. And I don't know who was more excited, me or her. Yeah. I mean, squealing and jumping up and down. And the I'm not sure I like the word empowerment, but the self-confidence that these women get when they realize that they can do it. They can get better with practice. Right. And it just it just builds a part of their psyche that you almost can't get anywhere else. Right. I, I don't disagree with that. I think you're exactly right on that. Um, as far as empowerment, whether you use that word or not, it, it gives her the confidence that she can, uh, if she can hit a, a piece of paper, it's different between shooting a, uh, at a person mm-hmm. who is attacking you. But when you realize you're being attacked, yes, you'll do whatever you need to do, or at least most of us will do whatever we need to do. Most folks to will stop that. that. that survival instinct that's correct the ultimate survival instinct will kick in more than you think it will and then when they when that does kick in mm-hmm. with the experience she has and the fact that she knows how to shoot etc then uh, can quite possibly stop the attack and right. as you know most of the time in uh, guns are used uh, defensively more times just by showing them and letting somebody know you've got a gun exactly than it is to actually pull it to out actually and shoot use somebody. It. Uh, I mean, people will not, people just don't go around messing with people with guns. It's, it's not a smart thing to do. Right. You know, they so. know that that thing's probably going to kill them and maybe they need to be somewhere else rather rapidly. That's correct. Well, they, they know that there are easier marks somewhere else on yes, the street. Yes, it's way too and much trouble. Let's, let's let this person go and we'll, we'll move on down the road. We'll find a weaker person. And, uh, you know, one of the things, too, I was thinking about on the way in, it had, doesn't have anything to do with training per se, but uh, we were talking, <clears throat> I think we said it something earlier about uh, about carrying and where we could carry, and mm-hmm. uh, you brought up co- uh, campus carry during the uh, during the uh, intermission. The, uh, the bill was signed into law four, um, four months ago on November the 1st, which is 
next week sometime, I think. Uh, be, I believe that's the Tuesday or so, somewhere in there. At any rate, that'll be four months. And we'd heard about the same thing we always hear about how bad it's going to be, what the bloodshed's going to be, et cetera, uh, There's going to be blood in the streets and kids dead everywhere. And we're sitting right across the street from Georgia Tech, and there's right. not a drop of blood on the street. Hasn't happened. Has not happened. Will not happen. There, there may be shootings. There may be things like what happened in Las Vegas. There are some crazy people that are going to do things. But uh, that's not going to be somebody that has a legal license to carry a gun. That that's not going to be who does it or who starts correct. it. That's not going to be the law-abiding citizen. Exactly. It's not going to happen. It's, uh, but they, you know, the uh, the gun prohibitions would like for you to think that. Oh, yeah, it's a fear factor. Oh, yeah. And one of the good things, too, is they've taken a poll a couple of weeks after Las Vegas, uh, mm. the shooting out there, to see how Americans feel about uh, gun control. As you know, as soon as it happened, the, uh, the prohibitionists started calling for banning firearms, banning bump stocks, banning AR-15, so-called oh, assault weapons. the dust literally had not cleared out oh, there no. before well, the, they started The blood yelling. was still wet on we the ground. We knew it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. The blood was still wet on the ground. But uh, the poll shows that about the same amount of people before Las Vegas still agree after Las Vegas that uh, there there's like 60% of people are against gun control, 40% are far, and that was the same way before, same way after. And if you've noticed, even the uh, even the Chuck Schumers and the the uh, Diane Feinstein uh, has uh, have kind of calmed down. They're not talking nearly as much as they were. They they're realizing that they're they're beating a dead horse, so to speak, and they're not pushing for the gun control like they were either. They they realize it's not a winning issue for them. Well, it's not. Plus. If they really want to do anything about gun control, Barack Obama and his first administration, they had the two chance years, to do he it. had the chance to do anything he wanted to do just about. Whether it stood up in court or not would be different, but they had a chance to do it and didn't do it. And they didn't. We will uh, take a short break here. I want to remind you, go to georgiacarry.org, our website. You can uh, contact us there. Uh, you can join. You can renew. You can uh, download the commercial-free podcast here at Newstalk1160.com, and we will be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. Here once again with Cindy Lissy. Uh, just talking about an awful lot of things. Talked about her, talked about us, talked about Georgia Carey, talked about the North Fulton Forsyth chapter. Uh, GCO chapter. Right. The newest one we have, quite frankly, I believe. Um, and when is your next meeting? We had one last night. Oh. Sorry. Um, I'm looking right now at December 14th. Okay. Stay tuned. Um, we're We're talking about getting the, the the three northern chapters together and maybe mm-hmm. having, like, a shooting competition. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> That'd be nice. Let me know. We might be able to uh, supply some plaques or trophies or something for that. that could, it that could be, be fun. That it's would be it's cool in enough. the very early planning stages. Yes. Well, we can do that. I don't uh, I don't require a lot of time to get a plaque ready. We can we can get a first, first second, third, maybe. Uh, 
place the plaque for somebody, and uh, then that'll give them bragging rights over the whole uh, three chapters. Exactly. And give them something, <laughs> give them something to shoot for, so to speak. But it's a; uh, those are the kind of things that I think we need to do. And, and what we we're, we're trying to do with most of the the chapters is bring people together, have yes. have a lot of fun, uh, discuss things, see where we want to go, and go from there. And I've I've seen very few people. Matter of fact, I don't think I've ever seen anybody really go away from the from one of the meetings uh, dissatisfied. They're they're I normally haven't. they're normally everybody has a good time and you know we're glad you even came though they had to you. listen to me talk last well, night. You know they have to nobody got they have to listen to me out. talk every once in a while so. too. And they I'm going to assure you by now a lot of them get tired of hearing it. You know, no, same, never same thing over and over. Uh, well, actually, I guess when you get to be as old as I am, you can talk about something different every day, but. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I like is my jokes are recyclable. You know, they're they're, they're fifty years old at least. So, and it's, the older you get, the more stories you That's have. That's correct. You're exactly it's right. Fun. We've done an awful lot of living in these in these few years. Um, so, um, what what have you? Let's say you said you were an instructor, and you've told us uh, about the ladies that you worked with, and uh, I'm assuming. Uh, I think with good cause that you have uh, that has uh, given you an awful lot of uh, pride and, and joy in, in mm-hmm. what you're doing. It, it makes you, you know, I, I know from my standpoint, a lot of things that I've done in the last few years, I really, it makes me feel proud that I did it. And I wonder mm-hmm. how I was lucky enough to get into the position to do it. Right, you right. Know? If you had told me 10 years ago, that I would be shooting a gun, much less doing anything else, um, I'd have done a little more than laugh at you. Yeah. Plus, plus crusading as well. I, I believe you've also been down to Capitol a few times to uh, yeah. to speak and to, uh, and to talk to the uh, legislators. When Our gun rights or... are so incredibly important, and the founders knew exactly what they were doing. Yes, they did. When they included the Second Amendment in our founding document and and where they put it right in the list that that in itself is is fascinating alan gottlieb of the second Mm -hmm. amendment um foundation i he spoke at our convention a couple years ago and i had the opportunity to just chat with him for Mm -hmm. a while afterwards Mm -hmm. and of course asked him a million questions smart smart man oh yeah been around a while but um what what when I first started with GCO and started learning about where we were and where we've come, um, I was surprised that Georgia, as one of the original 13 colonies, mm-hmm. had such horrible gun laws. Oh, we did. Before y'all got started. Terrible. I was stunned. You know, there, it's amazing the number of people that, that do not realize that even now. There's an awful lot of people right. that when I tell them that, they go, Really? You know, yeah, you didn't just walk into a state here that all of a sudden says, come on in and bring your guns. You almost couldn't carry your gun outside of your house. And you uh, ten years ago. And you almost needed an attorney to tell you where you could or couldn't carry. Yes. Because of the public gathering law. That That had been in in effect for 140 years. Yet we're supposed to everybody thought, including the people down at the state capitol, everybody thought that we had real good gun laws. Not so. And mm-hmm. and the look on some of their faces when we started telling them, and in fact, um, when we uh, in 2010 when we passed SB 308 that did away with the public gathering law, uh, Mitch Seaball, who was a senator at that time, carried that bill, 
And before he went, they held hearings a year before to discuss the public gathering laws and gun laws, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And he, he went down and applied for his, at that time, was Georgia firearms license. Right. They, they changed it with SB 308 to Georgia weapons carry license, but, or GWL as we fondly refer to it. But uh, he went through the process of getting his license from start to finish. So when he got through, when he was carrying that bill, he knew what the process was because right. he had just done it. And mm-hmm. uh, he knew what the, the restrictions were, et cetera. And, you know, for one thing, to get a, a politician to do that who had not really been much of a gunman before, I mean, he, he didn't really have a problem with it, but he was not one that would march out front with it. central point of interest. But after listening to, to all the, the discussion through the hearings and then him going through it and all, he uh, he understood what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And we're fortunate that we've had people like that, Tim Bearden, uh, uh, Alan Powell, John Meadows. I mean, they, you can name you can Mandy. Name the, Mona, yeah, oh, Mandy, yes, Rick Jaspers, et cetera. I yes, mean, yes. A whole bunch of, uh, et cetera. Right. I, I hate to name any of them because of one we've, of it. There it's, have been so many that have stepped up to the plate in such a big way. Oh, yeah, and, and fought hard for us. And we're fortunate that we have people that will do that. Very much and, so. Uh, and it's just uh, it's it's rewarding to see those things happen. And, I, like I said, I feel like the luckiest, place on, uh, luckiest guy on earth because uh, uh, I, I get a lot of the credit. I also get all the blame, but I get a lot of credit that, for things that I didn't do. I don't but know the, anybody that has ever, ever said anything blameful at all. What you have done, Jerry Henry, in this state for gun laws is stunning. Well, Absolutely it, it's, stunning. It's what, it's what Georgia Carey has done. It's what the board of directors has done. Without John Monroe, without Kelly Kennett, without uh, Ed Stone. But y'all, y'all made uh, a life out of this almost. Well, it kind of turned And just a dedication that's just amazing. Out. I don't think it started out that way. But it did <laughs> kind of turn Yeah, I doubt any of you actually thought that it was going to end up being where we are today well i don't i don't think anybody did i don't think anybody could see that far down the road i know that no uh, but it's just amazing mike minkus uh who's done mm-hmm. an awful lot of our studies real nice guy good guy he He's uh, a hoot. he uh they had a, a meeting with the original six or eight people on the, uh, his deck uh right after they formed the corporation and somebody said, well, how many people do you think will join? And, and I think Mike <laughs> said, oh, we'd probably get 100 members. And they almost laughed him off the porch because you think there's 100 people in Georgia that's going to join a, this group? And then he also uh, he also said when we came out with a life member, he said, who in the world is going to pay $500 to be a life member of I this am. group? Well, uh, not only that, you and uh, about 250 or 60 more are as well. One so, of the ladies in my group is... Uh, just made her second payment. Good. She's on the just this lie. close. Yeah. So when you get the word out, oh yeah, and yeah. like I said, you you get infectious about this and oh, you yeah. start sharing, yep. I and, agree. and you get and people uh, in. Like I said, it, it's been a it's been a ride that I didn't. I wasn't looking for the ride. It just kind of came along, and I was lucky enough to kind of jumped and on and hadn't been able was, to get off. I was kind of lucky enough to hang on to it and and. Uh, and kind of make the most out of it. We, like I said, we've been very fortunate. We've been very fortunate to have good members yes. like yourself and others who 
really do the work because y'all are the ones that, that do all the contacting and everything of our representatives and, and senators so that they'll pass these bills. It's a matter of believing in, quote-unquote, the cause. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. In fact, uh, speaking of life memberships, I've, I've had several people say, well, you know, I'm 70 years old. I, I can't get my money's worth out of it. Well, it's not about getting your money's worth. It's about supporting the cause. Supporting the organization. And it doesn't matter. So Right. At any rate, we're coming up to the end of this program, and I have really enjoyed it. I want to thank you for being here. I've I enjoyed too. this you. discussion. Uh, it's not our first discussion, but it, I have enjoyed this discussion uh, very much. It's uh, one of the first discussions, I guess, that we let the whole public listen in on. So it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. We'll, we'll do it again sometime. Yes. I want to remind you, go to georgiacarry.org. That's the reason we're here. Uh, you can find out anything you want to about us on the website. You can join. You can renew. You can become a life member. You can contact me at gotyourback 64 on Twitter, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, hosted by Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Join us each week for information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 only on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.